You are listening to Lux Del Travel Podcast and Travel Show. I am your host, Tamoy Thelwell, founder of Lux Del Travel, a luxury travel and concierge uh, agency here in Miami, Florida. I am here with Mark. Mark, how are you doing? Doing great, Tamoy. How are you? I'm well. I'm excited. Uh, if you guys are listening, you will notice that we are now branded Lux Del Travel. Uh, the good news is we have a lot of uh, clients and listeners asking us more uh, questions about luxury hotels, tour, and we just thought it was right and appropriate to kind of expand, rebrand ourselves. We are now a full-service travel and lifestyle concierge, and so we have a brand-new podcast, Lux Style Travel. So I'm excited about that. Mark, uh, we are going to be talking about Oceania Cruises uh, we, I was just on the Vista. I was fortunate to be invited, Lux Del Travel, to be invited on the Vista for the two-day inaugural out of Miami. It was a beautiful experience. Um, Mark, I know you've been kind of following along. You've been reading up on the Vista. I know you're excited and enthusiastic about experiencing it for yourself. But I will say it was, a, I, it exceeded my expectations um, what do you think? What, what are your thoughts on the Vista? Oh, where do I even begin? Okay. Uh, anyone who has been following uh, in the cruising section of luxury travel for the last 20 years undoubtedly has heard the name Oceania. Oceania was founded, just to go, it, just a very, very quick, quick history, was founded in 2003 by a gentleman from that, that segment uh, by the name of Frank Del Rio who has since become the chairman of the NCL group. Um, Oceania is a unique niche player in the boutique luxury cruise space that has focused intensely on not only beautiful vessels with great attention to detail, both in color choice and artwork, but in being the foodies cruise line. Uh, they execute culinary better than most anybody else I know. And I would say they rival, if not exceed, some of the ultra-luxury cruise lines that are out there. Uh, so uh, that, in a nutshell, is Oceania. Fast forward 20 years to today, and they are a seven, soon-to-be-eight fleet cruise line of, uh, of, of three different styles of vessels. And the one that we're going to be talking about today is their newest, which is the Vista Build. Uh, it is the, well, Oceania Vista, and soon to be followed next year by the Oceania Allura. Um, I do not know where to begin to praise this particular ship. Uh, they have done everything so well, from the design of the vessel. It fits right into their O-class of ships, which are the Riviera and the Marina, uh, but it's a little bit smaller on the passenger count. And what they've done is they've taken everything on Marina and Riviera that they've done so well and improved it, taken a good thing, made it better, listened to their guests and improved the areas that they said, we like this, we want more of it. Oceania said, okay, here you go. And we're going to talk about all of these things. Yeah, uh, I definitely agree. They listen to their clients. They're also obviously researching. There's a lot of new luxury cruise ships and lines that will be coming out next five years. So they have to 
they had to come out with something new to just keep up with the demands and everyone's looking for something new. Um, there are a few cruise lines out there. I'm not going to mention them by name, but they haven't really done anything new. And we, you know, I do get a lot of feedback from our clients. A lot of the travel um, uh, forums are talking. If you're not doing anything new, I'd be worried. And 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 travelers are expecting new. Um, I was, like I said, pleasantly um, pleased with the the onboard experience, the color scheme. Uh, the, the one thing that is sticking out to me, and I'm seeing this even with Explora, is the term residence, residences to, to, to describe their staterooms, to describe what clients would expect to feel on board. Um, so on their website, they actually do you know, promote a residential style living, luxury living. And I could confirm I felt exactly that. The, the suites, the Vista suites, the owner suites, definitely felt like you were in a high-end condo, penthouse-level um, accommodation. It, it was beautiful. Right. I, I, I'm going to build on what you just said because uh, some of them are exactly that. They are the size of, um, of small luxury condos that you might find, say, in the South Beach or uh, right there in Boca Raton or Deerfield Beach. Uh, you, it's got a beautiful contemporary uh, ocean-evoking ocean vibe to it. These ships have four different styles of suites on them, starting from the penthouse suite, then something called the Oceania suite, the Vista suite, and the owner's suite. And I think this builds upon what they started with the Marina and the Riviera, and then the, the original R-Class builds, Regatta, Insignia, Nautica, and Serena. Uh, so you have the guest who is looking for that all-encompassing residential-style service, including a butler, would, this starts here at the penthouse suite. And the, those particular suites, just to give you folks an idea of what the size is like, uh, these are, they start at 440 square feet, and, um, and then they go up from there. The Oceania suite, which is the next level up, is... Now you're at 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 two at a thousand square feet, yeah, and they just go up from there. Not including that's not including the balcony. Uh, the that's balconies on these on this particular ship is very generous, mm -hmm. very generous. And uh, I got to tour all the suites. I will say, um, you know, like a lot of the people, their favorite was uh, the Oceania suites. It just was the mm -hmm. best combination of the colors, use of space. You know, a lot of space, not too much space. You know, the Vista Suites and Owner right. Suites getting 2,000 and then Owner Suites over 3,000 square feet. Um, so uh, the sweet spot for a lot of uh, the guests on board was the Oceania Suites. I've met a, a few cruisers that were on for 30 plus days and they were in Oceania Suites. The, one particular couple was in the Vista Suite and actually moved to the Oceania Suite. They just felt it was just more, more their style. But their suites are spacious. They're, they're gorgeous, and like we de just described, it feels like you're in a penthouse level uh, uh, condo. Right, right, right. And 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 the nice thing is, is that if you're depending on where your budget lies, because these aren't going to be inexpensive uh, travel experiences, but 
the the entry level is 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 the penthouse suite, and at 440 square feet just for the residential space alone. Uh, but then you have the beautiful uh, balcony itself. You've got that's that's more than I would see on some of the comparable luxury or ultra luxury cruise lines that are out there. So it's a great starting point for those who want to experience what uh, a what much more all encompassing holistic travel ultra luxury travel experiences like. You start there in the penthouse suites, and of course, once you get the Oceania suites, now you're talking the size of a small condo downtown. Uh, the yeah. owner suite, for example, it fluctuates between 2,200 and 2,400 square feet. Um, yeah. That's more. That's that's the size of a house. Yes. Uh, and it, it it was amazing. There was different, uh, what I loved about the uh, owner suite was there's different living spaces. They, they have, it has its own bar. There's obviously the bedroom and then there's, there's entertainment space. So I'd recommend the, the owner suite for, well, of course, if you're just sailing and you want to be getting the, the owner suite, of course, but if you are traveling as a party or if you're you know, multi-generational travel, you can entertain in that room and still have private uh, areas for, you know, if you want to kind of escape for a little bit, there's plenty of room to entertain and essentially live. It is a residential style uh, type of accommodation. Right. And, and to build on that, even on the, on the smaller ones uh, from the Oceania and the Vista suite upward, uh, I'm looking here at the at the room schematics and the layouts, and you absolutely have that. The, the the living quarters are completely separate from the the the, the family room slash dining room, uh, and then from that you've got direct access to the to the very expansive uh, deck. Uh, it's I'm looking here at the deck, and it's got two full length loungers, uh, not including. Um, Two, two uh, small deck chairs plus a table. And that's just the Oceania suite. The Vista suite, it would, now we're talking even more. Now we're getting between 1450 and 1850 square footage with a 160 to 170 square foot uh, deck space. Uh, and, and this particular instance, um, you've got, a, these are in the back of the ship, and you've got a wraparound pool deck. So the beautiful thing about this is uh, when you're sailing in and out of a very beautiful scenic port, let's say, uh, Monte Carlo, or um, or, or uh, Valencia, or Cartagena, where, or Malaga, really, where you've got everywhere you look, depending where the ship is positioned, you've got another beautiful view to look at. Well, you can enjoy it all at the same time because you've got a, an angled uh, deck. And the nice thing here is you've got even more space in which you can spread out. Um, that extra 400 to 800 square feet makes all the difference in the world. If you are doing multi-generational, or let's say you're on board with some of your business partners or a group of special friends, you're celebrating something unique, and you can have everybody together, say, for evening cocktails and canapes, and or even a catered meal within your suite. You've got all of the room for this, and the butler helps arrange all of that. Yeah, and, I, and we did mention multi-generational or group travel. Uh, the concierge level veranda, which is what I stayed in, is a beautiful stateroom. You know, I know we've been we've been focusing on suites, but if you know you just want a veranda stateroom, the concierge level uh, stateroom, which is the lowest level veranda that you could get, beautiful, spacious. Um, I had an interesting. I was in room stateroom eight zero one one on the eighth deck, 
now i'll and i'll put it i'll you know if you're watching this on a video i'll put a picture of this though some balconies some verandas are this interesting um asymmetrical shape but it allows for a larger uh, veranda which yeah. so for me if i was booking this for my client i would introduce her to this cabin the stateroom there are a limited number of staterooms that have this it's just based on the position of the stateroom you just happen to get lucky and get a, a larger veranda and these are the tips that you you know keep in mind when booking a veranda you're you're booking a concierge level veranda but you book this particular stateroom, you get a little bit of larger um, uh, veranda. But I did want to say, although I was in a concierge level veranda, I feel like I'm just saying that a lot. Um, there was still like marble accents. Our table had was a marble tabletop. So even though you're maybe in a lower level, you're still feeling the, the exact quality um, and amenities that you might receive booking a suite you know i did want to mention that because i i was happy with my stateroom i didn't feel like i was obviously space is of the essence when you book a suite but in terms of quality i didn't feel like i was missing out in terms of quality and you would see that on in other cruise lines if you if you're in a lower level you start missing some of the quality elements that make the stateroom what it is but i didn't feel that way at all in in, in our concierge mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and I'm looking at the concierge level veranda staterooms and the stateroom square footage is 291, yeah. which is a lot of square. Yeah. Uh, if for those who are in the, in the metric system, that's 27 square meters, uh, which is a very, very generous space. Now I will say that for those who are tip, who are accustomed to a balcony stateroom on say a premium or a mainstream cruise line, um, the room square footage is far, much greater by at least a hundred square feet, if not more. Your typical balcony stateroom on say uh, a mainstream or a premium cruise line would run about 160 to 170 square foot, give or take, depending yeah. where on the ship you are. And then add another 40 or so square footage for the balcony. And now you've got much more than that. And you can clearly see this is space to, space to uh, spread out some. This level of square footage for a balcony stateroom is the suite size on other boutique luxury cruise lines. Yeah. So for the price for a balcony stateroom, you are enjoying extremely nice and generous levels of space. And looking here at the schematic, you've got much more room in the bathroom to pivot and follow oh. and, and do what you need to do beyond what you typically have seen in, again, your typical balcony or ocean view stateroom on a much larger vessel. Normally, all those who have crews know how small those bathrooms can get, and sometimes they can get extremely tight. But that's yeah. not the case here. You've got a full stand-up shower. You've got a rainforest shower head. Lots of room to spread out and change. You said it. You, I, I traveled with my husband. Not that we would really ever get to uh, get dressed or get ready in that same space, but it was big enough that we both could stay, you know, stand in there with enough room to kind of you know quickly brush our teeth or whatever um in in a lot of like you said a lot of the state rooms uh contemporary or luxury the bathrooms are small space you could barely turn this was i could walk i i had plenty of space i was very 
surprised and pleased with uh, the bathroom in the veranda, the entry level. It, it was it was beautiful. I agree with you. I I've seen the bathrooms on the on the on the Vesta, and they I I completely agree. You're talking about beautiful granite. It's either granite or marble paneling all throughout, and lots of room. I could stand. Uh, I'm not. I'm not a very small person, but I could stand, spread my arms, and not worth not risk touching a wall. And that's important. That's true if you're in the shower, because traditionally showers in staterooms are very very tiny things that either have a clingy shower curtain or a curved door, and you. Uh, unless you're rather petite, you're going to have a hard time. You may have a hard time. Yeah. That's not the worry here. It, this is a shower that's more generous than you might find in your home bathtub. Yeah, it was great. And uh, the amenities, the toiletries was Bulgari, which was, they were beautifully scented, light, airy. Um, that was a good um, accent to the bathroom. Or, um, there's just little touches. We walked in. There was a bottle of champagne that's pretty standard waiting for us. Um, uh, there was um, two cashmere and silk shawls. You can't take these home, um, but it's available for you to use in and around the ship. You know, sometimes, especially as women, we get uh, chilly at night. That was uh, available in every stateroom. They gave us uh, free um, bottles. Uh, water bottles, of course, were on the theme of being sustainable. So free water bottles to use. Uh, there was a free tote that you were able to take and use as you wish. Um, it, it, the room, the room, you you felt like you were in a luxury space. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. I think what you're referring to are the Vero water bottles. Uh, the Vero this water is something that. Yeah, yeah. This is something Oceania uh, started uh, bringing, rolling out just before the pandemic started. Uh, they did away with the single-use plastic bottles, you know, that we're all familiar with, um, yeah. for better or for worse. And uh, for the sake of helping their do their part to keep the oceans clean, they invested in Vera Water, uh, which you and there are refill stations uh, all throughout the vessel. Uh, so that's a yeah. very nice touch. Um, and to build on not just the Bulgarian bath amenities, but also the linens and the mattresses that are in, uh, even up to the up to the suite level. These are all Italian made. Uh, the mattresses. I looked this up. The mattresses are made by Mattadamal, and the linens are made by Emma Bisi. I apologize if I'm butchering them wrong, but these are all Italian makes. And uh, the thread count on the linens uh, is a thousandth count Egyptian cotton. So yeah. you're talking about a breathability unlike anything else that's out there. From what I understand, they also use chamomile oil to um, it, it uh, to spray down on the on the linens itself. Chamomile is extremely subtle and also very relaxing. Yeah, um, it's when you if you need to sleep and you, it really does not get much better than the smell of or of a nice warm cup of chamomile tea. I think it's delicious, uh, and uh, it, and and it gives perfect, tiny subtleness, and it's that little subtleness that separates the premium experience from the luxury experience. And Oceania is taking this very very seriously, uh, so I I can't praise this enough that they're they're taking this level of attention to detail. And you know you made you take a good point. 
when I started learning, when I, you know, started this luxury travel career, Oceania was always positioned as a upper premium product. I can definitely confirm they want to be luxury. They are, you know, you know, region, I would still say is a little bit higher in terms of uh, the luxury uh, approach, but uh, Oceania is just right there. You know, I, I would say they're more than just a premium cruise line with the Vista here. And the still just the little um, accents, the attentiveness of the, the butlers, the staff. I, I felt like I was on a luxury ship. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I would, I would, I most certainly would call this a luxury cruise line. Yeah. Uh, the difference is, is that it's what you call. I call it boutique luxury because it's luxury light. One of the things that makes a luxury cruise line a luxury cruise line is the level of inclusivity in what you're paying for, not the spacious rooms right. and the attention to detail that we just talked about. Um, Oceania is ideal for those customers who want to have a bit more of an a la carte experience in their fare. Say you're not on given to drinking a lot of a lot of wines or cocktails. You maybe you just want one or two uh, with your meal and you're fine. Then paying for something like a region experience or a crystal experience isn't going to work because the the costs for the alcohol are already built in. Or yeah. if you're somebody who prefer not to drink at all why subsidize the alcohol tab for somebody who does? Um, so it, 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 they've they've chosen to go this go this particular route. What you do get though is so wonderful that it, 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 it I still must call this luxury. Um, you can of course buy drink packages so that for those who want that. I know that's what I personally would do. Tomoy, I'm sure you feel the same way. I yeah. dearly appreciate artisanal cocktails as well as good bottles of wine paired beautifully with what I'm eating in the in either the main dining room or the rest the specialty restaurants. But uh what Oceania does is because they are so culinarily focused, there are no upcharge specialty restaurants, with the exception of the of Privé, which okay. is meant for high end special dining occasions. And also there is uh La Reserve, which I believe is what it's called, on two of their other vessels, the Marina and the Riviera, which is meant, which is sponsored, in, or in, I should say in partnership with Wine Spectator magazine. Those are not standard restaurants. So in that case, those are at an experience fee. Uh, but the main restaurant, um, and as well as the specialty restaurants, are all built into the, into the fair. So uh, you you're well if you want to eat in specialty dining and you've got and you're spoiled for choice and we'll talk about what the different uh, dining options on the Vista are you don't have to worry about paying for a specialty restaurant experience. Yeah, and speaking of the culinary experience on board, I was excited. I was you know we we were texting while I was on board. I was excited and lucky to uh, get reservations for Red Red Ginger. And I would recommend making your reservations ahead of time. We could definitely help you. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. These, these, yep. Res yep. Yeah, these restaurants are top notch. They if, if you try to go in the day of without making reservations, probably slim, slim chance you'll actually get in. Uh, but my favorite yep. restaurant on board, Red Ginger. Red Ginger was phenomenal 
phenomenal. Uh, it's it's kind of like a fusion style uh, restaurant. Um, I, I definitely, you're you know, I I can't even find the words. It, it was just a beautiful experience. It felt like an experience. It didn't just feel like a meal. Everything was the presentation, um, the descriptions of the foods, and of course the foods themselves was just oh, beautiful, amazing. Right, right. Just to, just to, to build on that for a little bit. Uh, what for those who might not know, Red Ginger is one of the specialty restaurant choices that is on Vista. It is their Pan Asian restaurant, and it is it has when uh, when the concept was introduced about eleven years or so ago on the Marina when that was rolled out. It has become known as the Pan Asian restaurant of Pan Asian restaurants to appreciate. Uh, what you're talking about are Thai, Korean. Japanese and Malaysian specialties that are in there. Uh, it's less, of much, not not so much a focus on the Chinese style. Uh, they're looking at the at the other styles of of cuisine, and they are. This is the for what I understand. It is the restaurant with the most challenging. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Of all the restaurants, it's the one with the longest wait list. Uh, everyone oh. is guaranteed one meal in red ginger per se but anything beyond that it, it's catch as catch again uh yeah. those who are in the suites have priority reservation to eat at red ginger yeah uh the other just to touch on the other ones that are on this particular vessel um you've got um toscana which is their italian restaurant polo grill which is their american steakhouse ember which is a brand new concept. This is what I'm particularly interested in. This is American style eating like you might find at a high-end Napa Valley restaurant. Mm -hmm. uh, it looks like you're like a restaurant you might be in in the Nap in Napa uh, with the with the woodwork, the the arched ceilings, and the very American, a uh, new American focused dining menu. Um, let's see what else am I missing? The other is something called Aquamar which is their health forward uh, breakfast and lunch dining venue. Yeah. And then uh, you've also got the common things that you would have on most any other cruise ship, the grand dining room, which is their take on the main dining room. Now, this is like being in a beautiful continental slash cosmopolitan restaurant in a major U.S. city. Uh, and the menu changes nightly. So it's not a fixed menu like you would find in the specialty restaurants. Uh, yeah. So you could... you eat in the main dining room every day for lunch or for dinner, and the menu would always vary. That's very, very important. Uh, the other is the buffet. Uh, this is one of the best buffets that are out there. Uh, it, again, a varying menu. The buffet is open for breakfast, lunch, dinner. I happen to be a fan of, on embarkation day, going up to the buffet for lunch and using the buffet for breakfast. Uh, other people prefer going into the main dining room, or in this case, the grand dining room for their breakfasts. But the nice thing is, is that if you want to go to the buffet in the evening hours, sometimes they will uh, reflect the menu for a particular style of cooking. So it might be uh, Mexican night one night. It might be French night one night. It might be Moroccan. It might be English. It might be Italian. It might be Japanese could be any of those Filipino or Indonesian uh they're going to make those kind of those kind of fun culinary experiences in the in the buffet yeah yeah 
And uh, I had the chance to go to Aquamar Kitchen. I, I did do that two days. Um, mm -hmm. Like you said, it was a health-forward uh, environment. They had acai bowls, you know, oatmeal, uh, mm -hmm. um, smoothies. The smoothies were amazing. Uh, probably my favorite. I went there a few times just for the smoothies uh, alone. Um, barista. Barista is is like a cafe where you get coffees, you know, specialty coffees. They, you know, in time for fall, they had a pumpkin spice latte. So I thought that was very interesting. And, um, you know, the quality espressos and then uh, pastries to go along with it. So Barista, I went there a few times. I have a sweet tooth. I love having pastries with my coffee. So that was nice too. Um, uh, the Waves Grill. Waves Grill. One of the things that I love telling people to do when you go to the Waves Grill is go, you know, well, first let's kind of do a quick comparison. If you go on a contemporary or larger ship cruise, uh, you go to the Waves Grill, you're getting burgers and hot dogs, right? Uh, at the Waves Grill, uh, yeah, the Waves Grill here, you get Wagyu burgers. Uh, I always tell people, go get the... Um, surf and turf sandwich it was filet mignon and and lobster tail sandwich it was amazing you know so that's just the quality of the foods that you get at any time of the day you want it you go and get a lot of right. like and then lobster tail sandwich yeah. it was really nice right. it was really right right and no extra and no upcharge for that you know up uh, if you want to watch lobster uh, surf and turf at the waves grill every day have at it uh yeah. just to build a little bit of the Waves Grill is the poolside, poolside grill. Uh, yeah. All cruise line, well, for the most part, all cruise lines have a pool-style grill where you get your sandwiches, your burgers, your shakes, your yeah. wings, and what. All those are available yeah. at the Waves Grill, plus a whole lot more. And uh, again, the highest quality Kobe or slash Wagyu beef and lobster tails. One of the things um, Oceania does is they source their own, they have their own... Um, they, they, they ship their own lobster down from Maine. Uh, yeah. They have their, their own uh, sourcing uh, for that. The, likewise with the with their meats. Uh, even the even the flour they get is, is uh, milled in France, especially to uh, Oceania's uh, culinary specifications. And a lot of that has to do, I think, with who the executive culinary director for Oceania Cruises is, none other than uh, Mr. Jacques Papin, the yeah. famous... French chef uh, of international renown uh, who had a program on PBS, uh, like with Julia Child, introducing French cooking to the American palate. And yeah. he's been affiliated with uh, Oceania since the start, uh, 20 yeah. years ago. So, yeah, that's Waves Grill. And uh, I wanted to build on Baristas a little bit, what you were talking about. Baristas is like a Viennese coffee house. So not only do you have very high quality um uh, what is it? Ely Coffee, I believe that's the brand that Oceania offers. But you touched on the you touched on the baked goods that are there. Um, the Viennese coffee houses are something that must be seen to be believed, and uh, you get to experience that here on the Vista. The other thing that the ship does, uh, and this is done on all Oceania that on all Oceania sailings, is a um, high tea, an afternoon tea. Yeah, and this is done. I think typically in one of the lounges, and it's mm -hmm. such a, on Oceania an elevated 
uh, afternoon British afternoon tea experience. Yeah, and I love tea, so I didn't get a chance to uh, participate in that or have enjoy that, but I love tea, so that's something. And they put out the whole works. So, you know, you get your teacups, um, you little pastries. I love it. it. They do a really good job. Um, the one thing I did want to mention was the Founders Bar. So I I think this is a little bit new for Oceania to really um, emphasize a mixology experience. Uh, and definitely the Founders Bar, which is unique to the Vista, will probably be on the sister ship, the Allura. Um, but oh. found bar. a beautiful, yeah. Yeah. really funky experience. That bar was packed every night. In fact, uh, on board, we had a lot of the executives on board. Everyone was saying, and I think I heard uh, an executive said they were going to make it larger on the sister ship just because it was just packed. That was probably the hot spot uh, in the evenings. And it's not because people are drinkers per se it was the uh there's i don't even want to say a performance but a lot of the cocktails were uh made use of uh i, I don't know the proper name but the, the smokers um mm-hmm. smoking elements where they're smoking mm-hmm. different types of woods and so you're getting what you know like an old-fashioned or these different cocktails and you're really smelling and tasting the burnt thyme they burnt uh, or smoked pineapple, like just really interesting uh, drinks. And I'll, I'll put a video up uh, here if you're watching this on YouTube um, where it, sh- it was just it was almost like a little show, you know, between you and your in, in your uh, bartender. It was really cool. Yep. Really cool. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm looking right at it right now. Uh, and I saw the video that you're talking about where they have those uh, those vapor infused uh, bubbles yeah. uh, that yeah. can take smoke or other other elements there that just lend not just a, a visual appeal but also add a new add new flavor notes to what you're drinking yeah. uh, so it, it, it this is just one of many uh many great uh bars that are there on this particular vessel so uh you are not going to you are going to be spoiled for choice yeah and since we're, so we're talking about those who would be on the ship for 30 days 45 days 60 days or longer even such as doing a world cruise, uh, you virtually every portion of the culinary landscape is available for you to explore on this ship. Uh, seven days just simply aren't enough, even though that's the common length of time most people would typically do a cruise. But to really appreciate Oceania, you need to be minimally, in my opinion, 10 nights, 11 nights, preferably longer, to yeah. really enjoy ship has to offer what oceania is designing is designing to do is not just bring you into the special ports of call and then get you off the ship and to enjoy the ports of call but when you're on the ship leave you so impressed that sometimes you might say do i want to get off the ship or don't i want to get off the ship yeah. it's that good on board. yeah and, and uh you made a good point there seven days is not enough um of course you know Obviously, if your schedule allows it, I'd recommend, like you said, the 10-day. Uh, we, we also specialize in the Retire at Sea program. A lot of our clients who do the Retire at Sea will book either seasonally or for the, the ones that can afford it uh, uh, all year round. And we can help you with that or even just booking back-to-back. Right. Definitely, um, 
reach out to us and we'll, we could help assist in booking and arranging that for you. Um, right. But uh, the, the spa, let's, let's talk about the spa. I know you're, you're, oh my. if anyone knows Mark, and if you've been listening to our podcast, you know, this is his jam right here. Uh, oh, you, you better believe it. Yeah. I'm, oh, I'm, where do I start? Okay. This particular, now all of the uh, spas on any of the Oceania vessels, even going back from the days that started the art class vessels, um, all of them have a thermal suite. Now, the thermal suite at the time uh, was not just uh, the shower and the treatment room or the relaxation room or the fitness area off to the side. They had an air, they have an aromatic steam room and a thalassotherapy pool on the back end of the vessel. Uh, that is has been a common theme on all seven. Oceania built. Well, that got taken up a notch uh, when the O-class vessels came out because now they added the heated concrete loungers. Uh, for those who might not know, what a heated concrete lounger is, is it looks like a uh, concrete deck chair, uh, you know, ergonomically designed uh, like you were relaxing in a folding chair or a, a, like a deck chair up on up on the pool deck or in uh, on a deck overlooking a lake. Uh, but it's tile-lined and is heated. Uh, so you've got all this wonderful warmth coming up uh, into your back, into your waist, into your legs, onto your shoulders. If you're tense, if you're stressed, if it's been a long day of travel, it, or you've been, you've been in port all day and your muscles are sore, it is a perfect way to relax. I might have been known to fall asleep on those things. So <laughs> uh, that's the concrete loungers. What what Oceania has done here is they've made the thalassotherapy pool much larger. Uh, so it is a, an experience unto itself. This is one of the most beautifully designed, thoughtfully designed uh, indoor slash outdoor um, thermal slash um, yeah, thermal, thermal spot experience. Uh, no other vessel does it quite like this. Not even their sister brand, Regent, has a thermal suite like this. It's a beautifully executed space. And anyone who's in concierge class or greater gets complimentary access into the thermal suite. So this is, of course, includes your, your butler suites. Complimentary access. Anyone else below that? Lots of luck. Um, if there even are day passes or week passes available. Yeah, and... You know, I was just thinking as you were describing how relaxing the space mm -hmm. is, it really is. You know, a lot of the times it's, it, I, I know we're comparing it to contemporary, but a lot of times when you go on these contemporary brands, you could come home and feel exhausted and overwhelmed and feeling like you still need a vacation. You truly feel like you are in a, uh, a spa. You really do feel... Right relaxed you really will come back feeling idolized they have the top um uh i guess what's the word i'm looking for the high state-of-the-art facilities uh you know like you said the thermal suites they have a sauna the pool the heated pools it's, it really is a, a vacation it really is relaxation you they have barber. It's it's well rounded, full service. Uh, you will, you will you really will feel rejuvenated. 
Yep. I'm looking here at a picture of the thermal suite, and what, and what we're going to what we'll do is we'll post a picture of this uh, embedded into the video so that you all can see it. But it is an indoor/outdoor ther uh, thermal uh, thalassotherapy pool that is covered. It's open on the back end of the ship and has a beautiful stained glass ceiling, if you will. Uh, what's nice is as you uh, enter the steps coming down, both to your left and to your right are those uh, high pressure fountains, if you will, that jet a stream of water right on your shoulders or onto your back. So it's your tense and and you need you need uh, a massage without an actual massage. These this, these jets of water do the job for you. Uh, I have been in multiple thalassotherapy pools and this one just takes the cake so beautifully done yeah and um i'm just looking i'm trying to think of any other things that i want to mention um that i really enjoyed on board um the entertainment entertainment was good of, of course this is a smaller ship luxury premium luxury um so of course you're not going to get the broadway style entertainment but the entertainment was still still Great performances, live music. Um, everybody was talented. Uh, there was for the two nights that I went to the show, they were different. So one night was more instruments um, in, embedded into the performance, and then the other night was more musical and more cover band. Cover, I don't want to say cover band, but covers of, of popular music. But they. It was it was nice. The the entertainment was I enjoyed the entertainment about an hour long. It it felt like I was in a, pro, a more of a lounge setting more than like a theater. It it was good. Yeah. Yep. And just to build on that, one of the things that that Oceania does is it's it their entertainment isn't just relegated to what you might see in the theater, but also yeah. the experiences in different spots aboard the ship. For example, they'll have a string quartet playing during afternoon tea. During yeah. embarkation day, I believe they have a string quartet playing in the Grand Atrium. Uh, you have the lounges where you'll have different musical acts performing, but you'll yeah. also have a lecture series that you can take part in. So say you're sailing in interesting parts of the world with, with deep historical traditions, uh, you'll have people coming on board or, or, or resident scholars on board who will do a deeper dive into a particular port or a particular uh, something that, that might make this particular area noteworthy. Um, yeah. So those are things that make give Oceania a more holistic uh, approach towards enrichment and, and, and where it's not just entertainment. Yeah. And speaking of enrichment, like um, they did have an artist loft, which was mm -hmm. I thought really uh, nice. Um, and if you look online, put this in the video. Literally, you'll have someone helping you or teaching you how to paint or draw. Correct. And, uh, just a really cool. Thing. They also have the Link Digital Center. So another thing that I think is pretty unique on this Vista ship, they had a digital center helping people learn how to use social media, how to take you know the images, the beautiful images that they've taken on their trip on the ship, um, and help them just learn how to share. Just you know, some people are need help with that, and so I thought that was cool to just have that on board, giving people the opportunity to really share their experience with those you know uh on land so that was another great thing set that's new right yeah and, and, and that builds again on that level of the holisticness that i'm talking that i was talking about 
you can it's not you can put into action things you learn or learn new things. For example, learning how to maximize how to use the camera on your smartphone and your or on your iPad. Uh, the artist's loft, uh, where you can learn how to work with a particular medium. Uh, it, this, it's, this is like an artist studio, uh, a floating artist studio, complete with the easels and the paints and the, and the different uh, mediums that people would use, uh, like, say, ceramics or oil or acrylic or watercolor, my personal favorite. Uh, you can, you can, you'll have an artist on board that will teach you. Uh, so you can say you've taken a picture of something or you're in a particular port that is just so highly beautiful, like, for example, Malaga, one of my favorite ports. Uh, the, the artist will help you do the sketch, help you help you um, capture what you see in, you know, your medium of choice. Um, yeah. And then also, not to leave the culinary side uh, neglected again, but they have a culinary center where the chefs on board uh, will lead a cooking class. Uh, now, these are, these are an additional charge, but these are uh, state-of-the-art centers with all of the latest and greatest, if you will, you know, higher-end pots, uh, induction stoves, uh, and then you're taught by both an executive chef or even Jacques Papat. For example, he was just on a sailing in the Mediterranean, uh, it was something in France, and uh, he was leading classes in the culinary center, as was his as was his daughter, uh, Claudette, I believe is her name, and uh, they're leading the class in how to make whatever it was that they decided that they wanted to uh, showcase. Uh, and so you have the opportunity to really gain a level of enrichment. So for the retire at sea folks who really want to spend the time developing a passion, uh, and if that passion happens to be cooking, if that passion happens to be uh, artistic, uh, uh, an artistic or photographic direction, you've got the opportunity right here to spend that time uh, at sea developing a new craft or discovering the love you didn't know you had yeah and you mentioned the words holistic i just i love it i'm happy that you mentioned retirement at sea we handpick specific cruise lines to partner with with this unique program that we have in ocean especially with the vista it's just a perfect fit you know culinary the spa uh fitness they have a pickleball i know pickleball's been super popular um, but just these little things, these extra real life experiences that they're bringing on board to really allow you to feel like you're not missing anything. So if you are a part of this retire, I see you, you're not, it feels like you're living in a residence, you know, it, it definitely is a great alternative to living in, um, you know, uh, uh, 55 plus, uh, communities or retirement homes. You, you're still getting the attentiveness and the activities and everything else that just comes with everyday living on board this ship. So I really, I, I love it. Yep. Yeah. I, I couldn't pray. I cannot praise Oceania enough. Uh, it's, it's clearly one of the top cruise lines. I am proud to represent and offer to people. And I know you feel the same way. They, oh, yeah. they execute so well and they've had 20 years to do it to get to this level. Uh, so um, we would love to speak with any of you about what the Vista or any of the other ships have to offer. Uh, Oceania ships can be found really and in all different parts of the world, not just the Mediterranean during the summer months or Northern Europe during the summer months or the Caribbean, the winter months, but they are also in, they circumnavigate Japan. They go down to 
and Australia, New Zealand, French Polynesia. They do, they do tours of the South American continent. They go down, they sail past Antarctica. They go to, they do the spice route, which is um, one of my bucket list types of cruises. And that takes you from Singapore uh, past India, uh, up the Arabian Peninsula uh, to Dubai and through the Suez Canal and into the Mediterranean. Yeah. And so, the yeah. yeah, yeah, the itineraries, they have really unique itineraries. I did want to mention, I sailed with a full ship, about 1,200 passengers, did not feel like it at all, did not feel crowded, did not feel overwhelmed at all. In any given space, there was just a handful of people at a time. Of course, at nighttime when you're in the theater watching a performance or uh, but even the lounges, it never it never felt overwhelming. It never felt like I was in a room full of people. So it was a beautiful experience. Uh, if you guys are interested in Oceania, especially the Vista, I'm I, I'm highly recommend it. Reach out to us. Our phone number is one eight 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 nine zero five seven three six six. Um, so you can reach out to myself, Tamoy at luxstyletravel.com or Mark. Mark, you want to give me your email? Yeah, it's Mark with a C at Lux Style Travel, and that's L-U-X-E Style, S-T-Y-L-E, uh, travel.com. Mark with a C at Lux Style Travel. And again, guys, we are a concierge, a, a luxury travel and lifestyle concierge. You will be able to take advantage of a full service uh, program when you use us to help book your travel uh, visit our website, luxdelltravel.com. Uh, this was a great episode. If you have not yet subscribed, subscribe. If you're watching this on YouTube, we will be posting podcast uh, videos every week. And if you are listening to this on a podcast platform, thank you so much. I ask that you share with a friend and follow for more. Mark, it was amazing speaking to you as always. I love your passion for travel. That's why I have you uh, here with me. I really appreciate your insight. Uh, thank you for uh, for being on today's episode. Glad to be here. And I look forward to working not only with you, but also uh, all of those who uh, are, are interested in learning more about what Oceania has to offer. We're not, I don't think we're doing it quite the justice that the that this experience deserves. That's for sure. You definitely have to experience it to to really understand the value. Uh, but guys, thank you so much for listening and watching. And until next time, you guys take care. Travel well.